My name is Roman from the Let's Talk Design podcast. On this podcast, I started this podcast so that I could learn from people who are far more experienced than I am and have lived a life in industrial design or in other design professions and have some useful skills and perspectives to give to other people. And my plan was to start this podcast so I could learn from others as well as so that others who tune in can learn from these people. And I think that the design community, this will really help build the design community. And I think that there's not enough of these kind of platforms out there. So I would like to start this platform and I hope you enjoy as we go along and meet all these amazing people. Today we have Anton Rickman. Anton Rickman is a tutor, a practicing designer um, on international levels. And I think you'll really find his podcast interesting. So I hope you enjoy. So first I'd like to thank you, Anton, for coming onto the podcast. And yeah, thank you for providing your time to come speak and chat about your experiences in industrial design. Just a bit of background, Anton and I have known each other for a while. I first met him at my first year of industrial design at QT. He was a tutor at the time. And since then, we've kept up communication and I interned for a, few, for a couple of months um, with his practice. And yeah, and then now I thought it'd be interesting to have him on the podcast. He's had a very long career and I'm sure a lot of experiences that would be very interesting for other up and coming designers to learn, learn about. Um, so just introduce yourself, give a brief explanation of where you are currently in your design career. Um, and the kind of projects slash organizations you have worked with in the past. Okay. Uh, first of all, thanks, Roman, for inviting me uh, and having me on this podcast. It's uh, it's important. I think, uh, I believe it's important to share and create this community. And uh, again, thanks for, for this opportunity to be part of uh, of this, uh, uh, this celebration of design and community design. <laughs> So uh, briefly, I would say about myself. Do you want? Uh, how how do you want it? Uh, from the beginning. <laughs> maybe 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 Let's a brief see. summary. We don't want to be here all day. You know? <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. So to summarize, uh, uh, I would say I'm uh, uh, I'm multidisciplinary designer with a uh, career over 20 years already. Uh, I travel a lot. I was born in one place, moved to another place, uh, uh, and then from there, a uh, few, few times more in different places around the globe. Uh, today, I'm running my uh, design agency here from Brisbane, uh, and uh, we are doing a uh, mostly consumer electronics, design and uh, development of consumer electronics, uh, consumer products, some industrial applications, uh, and uh, yeah, something like that. Very exciting. Yeah. Cool. And um, yeah, any um, specific organizations you worked with in the past that you'd like to mention that you think would um Yeah, okay, okay. So uh, here I need to go back a little bit to the my, my history mm. and uh, maybe for for some people it may be uh, interesting and actually uh, I believe that uh, it's a good example for for young generation uh, uh, to be more open and uh, open for opportunities that actually bringing you more opportunities in terms of uh, uh, design 
an understanding of different cultures, understanding different clients, and work on a number of uh, uh, of projects. Yeah. So uh, as I mentioned, I was born in many years ago in uh, in Moscow, Russia, uh, in uh, in period of Soviet Union. And then when that country collapsed, my family moved to Israel. I grew up in Israel. I study industrial design in Israel in a school that uh, actually was uh, set up, organized uh, many years ago by people, uh, ex-Bauhaus people uh, who run away from the, from the Germany uh, to the Palestine or slash Israel. And uh, the school, uh, following the uh, major rules of Bauhaus, it's a uh, form follows function. And uh, this, uh, I believe, until today, one of the most uh, important principles of uh, industrial design. So after spending uh, 20 years in Israel and working uh, uh, with number of clients, medical devices, uh, uh, security devices, uh, different type of uh, high-end and kind of pre high-precision products. Uh, I'm, there was opportunity for me to move to Hong Kong and China and uh, to start working on totally different uh, field that soft goods, uh, instead plastics and metals. Uh, I opened for myself uh, the the world of uh, fabrics, uh, stitching processes, uh, laminations, and uh, etc. It was a very interesting uh, um, five years of my career, uh, and I learned a lot about uh, those materials and how to to work with those materials, how to design and develop uh, uh, bags and uh, other. Uh, products that uh, includes uh, uh, fabrics, leathers, and uh, uh, different kind of materials together into one uh, one product. At some point, I felt like uh, okay, I want. I I actually missing this uh, precision, and uh, I moved back uh, to the industrial design uh, in terms of kind of plastic and metals uh, products and uh, I I work for Swiss company uh, today it's not uh, exist anymore uh, Swiss voice we design and develop uh, um, fonts uh, kind of like office fonts and uh, uh, first uh, mobile fonts for elderly people uh, you may know and remember these big buttons small fonts with big buttons so something uh, something like that uh, and uh, to continue my career uh, I felt like okay I know the know a lot in the plastic injection uh, plastic related products metal uh, metal products and soft goods uh, how I can use all this knowledge and combine in something uh, in one product and work uh, uh, on design that includes all those uh, materials and uh, manufacturing methods. And uh, I met uh, uh, a very interesting person 
the the German guy who actually just started his company, uh, the company named uh, Cosmo Supply Lab, and uh, uh, in one one year uh, we jumped from uh, one manufacturing facility uh, through the like sorry not in one year three four years it was it became. Uh, five manufacturing facilities and we did the DFM design for manufacturing for the major uh, electronic uh, consumer electronic brands such as uh, Apple, Microsoft and Google. So there also uh, we work on some projects for Huawei, uh, fashion brand coach uh, and and few more. And this was the the peak at that time it was the peak of my uh, career and uh, the opportunity to implement and put in in a product all my knowledge that i kind of uh, combined from previous uh, uh, previous jobs uh, for example uh, we develop uh, this uh, soft keyboard for ipad cover you know mm. Uh, this one uh, example that uh, the Cosmos Supply Lab uh, developed, uh, beside all those cases, leather cases, silicon cases for uh, iPhones from iPhone, what the what the <laughs> oldest one? I think it's one. <laughs> not 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 the one, but uh, we started. I, I think from the fifth generation. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I spent uh, in that company five years, and uh, that was time I was already kind of prepared to to start my own uh, uh, journey. And uh, back uh, to Hong Kong, I I opened my company there with uh, two mechanical engineers in uh, ancient Zen. Uh, and few uh, few freelancers. Uh, so I work in Hong Kong as a, as an agency. And during my kind of uh, family family growth, and uh, have two kids today. Uh, we moved to a talent where I work for uh, another company parallel with uh, with same time running my own. Uh, I was a uh, uh, I was managing director of design in uh, in detect detect design company. It's an engineering company, but with very uh, kind of let's say most of the project that came from engineering, and uh, our job was uh, my job was uh, to to mix and match engineering and design, and this mm. was. Uh, uh what uh i believe uh, this this core of uh of my my principles that mm. uh, the design it's it's equal engineering you know, I, I think that's interesting because like in the past it was kind of the other way around right like engineering was almost seen as the thing you would do it, that would be and then in the end you bring a designer in to kind of polish it off but and then it kind of moved more to design is is prioritized but now i feel like it's balancing out and like engineers and designers are working collaboratively on a lot of projects 
Look, to, to be honest, uh, uh, for me, and uh, uh, yeah, for me, it always was uh, uh, one part of a uh, big deal, let's say. Mm. Uh, I never uh, separate design, engineering, and also the companies that I work with, uh, the, the right principle is to, to work together on mm. uh, anything. It's not like... Uh, uh, engineers, they have some uh, mechanical solution and mm. you need to make something around. It's became, in this case, <clears throat> sorry, it's became pure, pure styling that uh, I actually hate this word yeah. uh, because most of, uh, unfortunately, most of the people outside of our field understanding design as a, as a styling process. Exactly. But, but uh, it's totally wrong and uh, uh, my role as a, as a designer, product designer, industrial designer, I see myself uh, uh, to to explain and uh, uh, take uh, this wrong, uh, yeah, to explain people that uh, you cannot separate those things. Otherwise, yeah. you, you 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 will receive a very bad designed product with a. Uh, is uncomfortable uh, and uh, not manufacturable solutions. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, you can get one or the other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and same, I would say, yeah, from from uh, from design perspective, when you when you start to to design something, I today I cannot even imagine and push myself in in a position where I just uh, doing beautiful sketches without thinking what's inside what the structure inside what uh, uh, how are we going to manufacture this what type of material i use what components what the architecture of components inside if you're talking about uh, some uh, consumer electronics so uh, i mentioned to you actually before we discussed about mm -hmm. this uh, that uh, my uh, my methodology, I, I call it the inside out, to work inside out. Always start with uh, with components uh, and see together with engin electronic engineer or mechanical engineer, depends on the, on a project, together in collaboration to uh, to find the best solution, mm. how to arrange those components inside and parallel with the, with this process to start working on uh, uh, enclosure uh, around those components. So uh, again, I I cannot uh, think uh, other ways. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, uh, in your in your long career in ID, how have you observed the industry evolving? Oh, it's uh, I I think it's very very good question, especially today. Mm. Uh, we we are living right now. We can see a revolution just just here uh, with all those uh, automation and uh, uh, AI, and many different uh, softwares, and in the same time, new materials and uh, manufacturing methods. It's it's really interesting time and. Uh, I believe uh, as a as a designer, you need to be uh, aware about as much as possible 
mm. what's happening around in, in different fields and be like like a sponge to to absorb all this information uh, and uh, and try to to implement in in your designs mm. so uh, for example there as you may know today it's a huge discussion uh, in uh, in the design com- community about uh, AI mm. uh, and how to use AI if it's good to, to use AI in in design process, uh, if it will kill our profession or it will help us, uh, I I believe I, I think AI today, and I hope it will stay uh, same. It's a tool. We need to uh, to use it, but keep in mind it's just another tool. It's another software. It cannot complete uh, or uh take a full control on the process mm. uh because uh, uh anyway everything starts starts here mm. and and here yeah so this the connection between the uh, your brain and the and the pencil it's uh, it is still number one uh in terms of, uh, I was thinking actually a lot about this, and we uh, discussed with a, a number of people. the The design education today also need to be uh, need to go through this process and mm. and, and change. And uh, uh, I think uh, the future of designer, how as a, a professional. Uh, will be changed from uh, uh, sketching CAD uh, um, research analysis process into two major things that still, still one, it's a uh, classical approach of, uh, uh, of of the sketching first to to bring your ideas. Uh, to communicate your ideas easily, you need to be uh, uh, very well prepared in terms of uh, how you can uh, visually communicate your mm-hmm. ideas. And the second part, actually the new part, it's uh, how you uh, your knowledge and your capabilities to communicate with AI in the right way, mm-hmm. to ask right questions and uh, uh, to be actually the designer more and more uh, needs uh, to become uh, like a like a writer yeah you know? knowing the right question to ask yeah. yes yeah uh so those two skills one is a classic and one is new it will be uh kind of very uh very good platform mm. to be to be a successful designer tomorrow yeah, do, you, do you... I I think uh, I think uh, we have number of softwares today you know, to implement our ideas, uh, like you know, Rhino, Fusion, SolidWorks, uh, ProE, Alice, uh, Keyshot, uh, uh, etc. But uh, with uh, uh, with AI opportunity, like. Uh, we don't need to spend our time to build with this mouse or 
with even with VR, mm. I, I think designer will become more and more uh, philosopher. And uh, it, it's funny to say to, it's kind of contradiction to the, what I believed before, mm. that designer, it's not artist, but in the modern world and the next steps, as I say, designer became more writer and sketcher. Mm. So it's, it's the possibility to be more and more creative. Mm. And uh, less uh, stick to the screen and buttons and mouse and uh, draft angles <laughs> and uh, screens. The only thing, the only issue I see is like, have you heard of the current debate with um Midjourney and all these other platforms around copyright? Because all these all these images are just coming from a yeah. platform originally. So this is the only thing I was thinking is like, as far as um originality, like you were talking about how it'll become will become more creative with these platforms. Like, will it will it be creative or will we just be less creative? Because it's still just basically collecting all these images and all these like models and products from the internet, yeah, and yeah. like just creating a, a modification of it. So like, our products just going to be more and more similar, and it'd be harder and harder to think freely from that. That's the issue. Yeah, you you you, you can say uh, this, but look, even yeah. today, even without AI, we're doing the same. Mm, this is true. Uh, we have Pinterest. We have Google. Uh, we have Behance, uh, uh, Lamanouche uh, uh, website uh, with a lot of trends. So this, I believe this is a part of a uh, creative process to, to pick what, what you do like and create something new. Mm. Uh, and it, I don't think it's, it's, it's big difference between uh, who is doing it. I mean, my brain will uh, take those images from uh, everywhere or uh, or machine at the end today we are living in in a world uh, uh, again it's my personal opinion that uh, we are not uh, we cannot let's say reinvent the wheel yeah mm. everything was done already and uh, if we're looking uh, into the past and the history, also there, they took from the history. Mm. Everything already there. Mm. Our job, our kind of, uh, uh, the, the, what we can do, and the good designer doing this uh, in, in kind of right way, it's to, to collect this information and transform this information in something looks like a new mm. in the same time i i think it's good to have in a product that the product actually will have some 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 story to tell and be be connected to some historical references mm. yeah this uh, this actually the uh, the point that maybe I don't know yet because mid-journey it's a, a quite new thing. How it will work, we don't know yet. Mm. Uh, in terms of uh, to take those uh, historical references in 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 the right way, in the right proportions, how to implement them into the new design. Yeah. So, and here, and here, it's our uh, role as designers 
to, to teach the machine and put our understanding uh, of uh, how the product needs to be uh, built and uh, absorbed and used by, by somebody else. Uh, yeah, so it's definitely an interesting time. I, I also uh, I also tried mid journey just few few days ago. Finally, <laughs> and uh, it it's quite uh, yeah it's fascinating. Mm. How in the three seconds you, you can uh, uh, get something quite good, but still it's it's a tool that mm. uh, you cannot use it as a as a design solution. Mm. It's a, it's a next level. I see this as a next level of uh, of uh, Pinterest mood boards. Mm. It's some, some people, and uh, I agree with them. Uh, some people are saying Pinterest it's a killer of the of the design creativity because, yeah. uh, especially for 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 young yeah, generation, young same reference material. Yes. Yeah. And uh, we can see, unfortunately, we can see that there are definitely a lot of cool stuff, really cool stuff, well-made, uh, uh, but uh, we are losing uh, individuality, uh, character of the, of the products. Mm. Uh, uh, everything became uh, same uh, monochrome, matte, or with some glossy details, same materials, mm. same color uh, palette, uh, same patterns, yeah, same three D shape. I mean, three D patterns that most of the time actually cannot be produced easily. <laughs> it's it's great to see renders, but when you're thinking in terms of okay, where's the parting lines? Mm. How to inject it? Unfortunately. It's all digital beauty, mm. and uh, Mid Journey continue this uh, uh, this development of this digital beauty that uh, uh, not really connected to the uh, to the physical physical uh, life. Mm. Uh, it's so, interesting when you think about these designers of the past, like the famous famous designers like Ames. You you read up on what like their design process, and generally, like obviously there was no Pinterest or these kind of things back then. But a lot of them actually are inspired by the history. Like they will, they'll be like, I designed this, like for example, Alessi, I designed this kettle because I looked at this building in in um in France, right? And that's like they're almost drawing from the past. Whereas these yep. days we're always drawing from the present. And I feel like that's like a big lesson you can learn is like look to the past. Absolutely. 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 And uh I totally agree with you, and I, I think it's it's very important, very important. Uh, if you're talking uh, uh, to the young generation, to the young designers, uh, uh, my uh, my suggestion would be go back, hmm. learn learn the history, art history first, design history second, and different cultures. Hmm. Uh, Put aside the Pinterest, put aside the mid-journey, uh, be the human first, be a person who know the history, who know the, understand uh, the process, why this shape became like this shape. Mm. 
it's mm. not from nowhere because of some historical process and the understanding of this process will give you the uh, opportunity to update in the right way not just uh, to create another beauty shape but uh, meaningful beauty shape mm. so some uh, some story behind this why uh, we all like uh, uh, we like some some products almost subconsciously like oh I like it but uh, especially just regular consumer yeah uh, they I, I like this glass because uh, it's nice mm. but as a designer if you if you know from where this pattern, for example, or this shape came, what mm. for me it's it's pure remind of uh, uh, Greek and uh, uh, Rome uh, columns. Mm. It's an architectural element. Mm. Yeah? Um, so it's almost to know how to create uh, sort of DNA to implement the uh, aesthetical aesthetic uh, DNA into your product but mm. without knowing the history you cannot do it and this is why most of the product today they kind of nice but blended mm. it's like okay whatever next <laughs> do you think do you think that when like when we think about the past we have all these amazing oh, designers that we're constantly learning about um in, in university and you know we always go back to these people like Lessie and you know Ames and all these all these famous designers do you think we will remember the designers of the present day or do you think we will, they'll be forgotten and we'll keep remembering these people from the past I think the the era of uh, big masters it's over it's already over yeah uh and it's I would say it's finished uh we still have them, like uh, last dinosaurs, mm. uh, but uh, I don't see after them uh, some some new names will stay uh, for forever. Let's say, mm. like, and it, it it's it's it happens not only in design, mm. in uh, in entire culture, even music, music. If you're going back to the 80s, 90s, you can say there was a maximum five, seven uh, really big stars. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just like Madonna, Michael Jackson, <laughs> who else? Yeah. Today, we have tons of uh, great uh, talented people, artists, but uh, it's, it's a must mass production mm. yeah S same in, in design uh, before it was uh, uh, like stark philip stark and uh, others uh, uh, mark newson and today what mark newson still there constantin grichik uh, brother campana uh, and uh, you more just I, I i don't know for example the new names mm. i don't think there are yeah yeah there are some people but yeah will they ever be as influential as the people of the past so 
it's interesting like even with aims like you see a chair and it just it's just a standard chair of everyday life but then when you look into the history you realize all these standard designs were designed by him pretty much and like before that there wasn't like these chairs were never a thing like the classic like egg chair it's like everywhere in the world every ikea every kmart has these now and it was all it was all like the original egg idea egg chair idea came from him and it's just quite interesting like people like that probably will have the biggest impact on design in history you know yeah oh it's interesting um as you mentioned you recently moved to australia from overseas how have you found the australian design scene compared to other countries i think there again it's my uh observation from as an outsider still uh and i see there a lot of opportunities today it's a uh I think it's still young, uh, young but uh, uh, promising uh, place for for designer to be here and work uh, on uh, some uh, innovative uh, projects. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have a lot of uh, uh, manufacturing support. For example, I tr- I try to bring uh, my clients and uh, even local clients uh, uh, to produce uh, here in Australia, mm. and uh, unfortunately, it just not make any sense from uh, from the business uh, perspective. Yeah. Uh, so all supply chain, all the yeah, all the parts that you need, it's all in China. And uh, it's much more quicker and uh, and cheaper. Mm. Even the, even the China for last uh, uh, ten years uh, became much more expensive than it was ten years ago or fifteen years ago. Uh, but uh, but still, it's very difficult to to compare uh, mm. with the with that place. Uh, and uh, in terms of uh, design community, I think uh, we have a lot of talented people here. And I, I met many talented uh, guys uh, and, and, and girls, uh, the designers, uh, but somehow, somehow we are not still working as a community. Mm. We are trying. And I hope uh, our podcast, uh, your podcast, will will help uh, to develop this uh, uh, community better and better. But as I see, there are number of different groups mm. uh, that uh, works separately. Um, so we need to be more more strong together, create mm. more work together. Uh, of course, it's it's sort of a competition. Yes. In same time, uh, it, it's good competition. It's mm. good competition, and we we need to know each other better to raise uh, our level to the mm. highest standard. Are you open to collaboration with other other um agencies and consultants? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, for example, I cannot uh, tell you exactly the projects, uh, but uh, 
Today, I, I have a project with a number of people, uh, not agencies, but number of people, mm. uh, very talented uh, people that uh, you, you also know them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's a great to, to work together uh, and uh, each of us bringing uh, something something valuable to the to, to, to the table and mm. uh, yeah it, it, it's it's fun it's fun mm. to work with that's good yeah. um in terms of key technologies that you think every designer should know to stay competitive in the coming years you've already mentioned ai do you have any other technologies you think would definitely be needed beside ai uh look I don't think we need more and more technologies. Mm. We have enough. What we need is to uh, to think about ourselves and to think about others. As a like, remember this uh, book of uh, Papanek, uh, design for for people. Mm. Yeah. So we don't need the 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 technology. Just just the tool. Mm. It always should stay on the background, yeah. And this is uh, one of the biggest problems of many startups around the globe and the startups that uh, clients that I work with, the people starting with technology. Mm. Like, because technology evolving so fast today the people like, oh, I have idea. I have this technology. What to do with technology? And uh, unfortunately, most of them, they just uh, forget about why. Mm-hmm. Yeah? The most important question that designer as well need to ask, and to ask the, the client, why? Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this one? Why are you doing it in this way? So I don't think we need... More technology. It, it's it's good to to check and try. Uh, for example, yesterday I I tried uh, uh, Viscom. That you know this uh, sketching AI. Viscom. Oh, Viscom. Oh. Yeah. So Viscom, it's a, a kind of paintbrush. Mm. You can draw some abstract shape and with more precise brush to give the to give the machine like a, for example this is some some bubble you draw a line so the bubble became sharper in, in this a so it's automatically convert your sketch into the 3d render uh, according to those guys on their website they're amazing uh, sketches of cars made by but uh, I tried for example like five minutes like not five ten minutes to create something really in two minutes with a pen pencil marker I will do much much better faster and most important my brain why this is important to, to explain uh why sketching it's so important mm. for designer because it's not for presentation it's not uh, it, 
let's say it's part to communicate, but biggest part of uh, uh, of the sketching and to be uh, able uh, to sketch in a proper way, it's a it's a process how your mind thinking. Mm. It's like uh, you became writer. You cannot keep everything in your mind. Mm. You became writer when you start to put your uh, thoughts on the paper. Mm. Same for designer. When you sketch something through the process, you understand. Ah, here I need to make uh, this curve. Or what if I will try another one? Another one. Mm. So it's a process, uh, uh, and if you skipping this process and jumping directly to the cat and key shot, you will be in a in a great interest position. <laughs> but, but not a good design. But, but no more, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think that's one thing that I struggled with along the way is like early on in my degree, it wasn't really pushed that we should be the best sketches. Like they constantly said, oh, it's okay. You don't have to be great at sketching as long as you can communicate ideas. But I think if they said you need to learn sketching, like spend your time, get really good at sketching, by the end of the degree, I reckon I would be better. And I mean, I I've really worked in the last couple of years to get better at sketching, but that was by my own accord. Like I really didn't have to do that to get good marks at uni. Like I could have just continued not sketching well and just roughly communicating my ideas. Um, but like now from like my time like at your studio as well as just generally researching and like learning more about ID, I realize sketching is a very important skill to have like almost more important than CAD I reckon because like you know you can you can make nice things in CAD but if it's, if there's no See, like, it's it's nice. exactly what I'm saying yeah. the CAD it's a it's a machine tool it's a uh, before it was CAD today it's a journey and who knows what will be tomorrow but mm. but sketching it's it's you it's your process it's your mindset yeah yeah and no, I think that's really important I think more young designers should have that emphasis because these days I think there's too much emphasis on CAD and Keyshot and rendering and things like that and less on technology on technology, technology. Yeah. but in in this case we we are losing ourselves mm. we are selling ourselves uh, to the machine guard and the machine will decide uh, what what is right what is wrong mm. not actually uh right for 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 humanity mm. for for and the user mm. yeah. not always yeah well this leads on to my next question what skills do you see um, designers who graduate being limited in from their education at university and like what can they improve what what what, edu what how should education be improved so that they don't leave with these lacks of skills I think uh, working with a number of uh, students uh, uh, who came here as interns uh, and uh, working with a number of students overseas uh, as, a, as a freelancers, uh, I found that many young designers, what they're missing, it's a knowledge of uh, materials. Mm how to use those materials in in what proportions way and uh, understanding of, of uh, actual physical parameters mm. of the materials yeah uh, it's it's number one number two as we discussed uh, a lot today it's a uh, 
knowledge how to uh, communicate through the um, through the sketching, visual communication, knowledge to uh, uh, to try different uh, different options. Yeah, what's happened today? Like uh, uh, somebody making one sketch and jump to the cat, mm. but did you try another option, another option, another options? Mm. No. So, and uh, this what uh, uh, I see is a is quite quite big problem. Mm. Quite big problem. Uh, uh, so materials, uh, sketching, uh, understanding of uh, manufacturing processes, methods. Of course, uh, look, I'm. Uh, my point of view from totally my perspective who is working in industry and uh, in specific kind of uh, uh, let's call it classic product industrial design mm. but the beauty of uh, our industry that uh, there are, we have so many like different funnels mm. and everyone can find himself in specific funnel place that uh, he or she like mm. yeah? uh, some people uh, uh, going to the design strategy so mm. they don't need to have capability um, to create beautiful handmade renders or sketches just because uh, they don't need <laughs> yeah somebody going to the uh, agencies like all companies who do the interior design they need some uh, sketching. Mm. They need to, uh, understanding the basic understanding of uh, of perspective, mm. how to create perspective, how to draw perspective, uh, to see the uh, the spaces mm. and understand spaces. Yeah, and and others. So, uh, but again, I I will kind of deeply uh, deeply believe in. Uh, in a classic academic uh, uh, design education. So the platform, art and culture. Mm. Next step, it's history. Actually, it's bottom history of art, architecture, uh, design, music, because all this, it's mix of uh, one beautiful, beautiful thing. Like, mm. without this one you will continue to create uh, technological projects that uh, uh, that missing the project missing the the soul the characteristics yeah that's one thing i reckon is very very prominent in the, in the common day we even we spoke about this privately about even cars like they've lost that emotional aspect that they used to have and now they're yeah. just these rigid pieces of matter <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, don't 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 start. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and this this is the reason why uh, people like this nostalgia. Mm. People, you see on the street uh, all the uh, old Mercedes. Mm. I'm not uh, saying Porsche that I big uh, fan of Porsche. <laughs> and you're like, oh look, ah, it's interesting because. It creates emotions. Mm. You see the new uh, 
uh, new cars like uh, like Kia, Aya Kia, like it's nice, but it's it's not touching you. Mm. Like okay, next. <laughs> yeah, I think they're they're obviously moving more and more towards the the science fiction realm in a way. Like I feel like with current car design, current design in general, it almost looks like something out of an old fashioned sci fi movie, but like at the same time you're losing the yeah what you're saying like that emotional aspect because yeah the science yeah. Fiction isn't necessarily emotional you know you know i i think it's it's funny because it's related not only to this design but entire uh entire world let's say uh the car industry and many industrial designers, they're trying to be in the future, mm. live in the future, uh, and not looking to the past, and not looking to the uh, mm. present, yeah? Mm. And uh, it's the same uh, not healthy situation as a, as, a, as a person, as a human, like, there are no futures, there are no past. They're mm. only present. We need to live in the present. Of course, we need to kind of estimate and uh, fantasize what is in the future and look back to take some inspiration to understand the past. Mm. But we need to be here. And this is why uh, I'm quite, su I'm surprised everyone when I see the projects student uh, projects like about uh, some solutions, smart solutions, sometimes good solutions for, mm. for the future, very complicated projects uh, for the future to solve some, some problems in the future. And uh, I think, yeah, but we have so many problems today here. Mm. Why not to solve this problem right now here? Mm. Yeah. So, but it, it, it's it's controversial discussion, and uh, I mean, uh, mm. uh, you 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 can you can see this from from different uh, different perspectives. I suppose this this probably starts off from an education perspective because, like, we're taught in in university to constantly think about the future. Like, what is what is a what do they call it? What is the wild card that could happen and designed to fix that wild card? But as you're saying, like we we're not necessarily taught to 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 design for the moment, maybe as much as the future. But that is probably because inherently design is very much like you don't necessarily design for the moment. You design like for what's going to happen ten years down the track, and like that product shouldn't just you know die. It should there should be a future for it. I suppose. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Know, yeah. Look, uh, it's it's correct what you're saying, and this is a part of, part of uh, education process. Mm. Uh, the they trying to put you in a to create something to unfold your creativity in in this specific way we we can talk about uh, uh, if it's right or not or what type of tools uh, uh, need to be applied to to kind of uh, unfold your creativity mm. but uh, the problem that uh, people uh, became to the the studio with this vision that uh, we need to create the future 
Mm. But the client came, I need I need this product now. Yeah. Not for for the future in next 20 years. Mm. It's not very realistic. Yeah. Of course, at the same time, it depends on the, on the level uh, of the project, on the level uh, of, of the your client or customer yeah there are definitely projects that uh, in terms of technology and uh, uh, involvement of uh, other social economic things like we need to to work uh, towards the future mm. but some projects it's like for today tomorrow maximum yeah. Yeah. what is the immediate solution yeah in in terms of sustainability um obviously our industry is moving more and more towards designing sustainable products, um, designing with sustainability in mind. Do you see it becoming a significant um, effector on the future of design in the coming years? Or do you see that it will continue in the kind of trajectory it's going? I, I think I, I see this as a, as a very important part of uh, uh, any any project. And uh, we're trying to to implement it, uh, uh, this thought, those thoughts about uh, sustainability as much as possible. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, it's not uh, always uh, uh, kind of happen mm. because of a number of reasons. And uh, the main reason why we cannot see all those uh, sustainable solutions around us yet because of our entire system mm. and as a designer we designers we can propose and try to to design better products but at the end unfortunately the system not allowed us to bring uh, those ideas to the market for a number of reasons uh if you're talking about uh, um, recyclable solutions or some materials that are more sustainable than others mm. that can be recycled but uh, uh, those materials cannot be recycled here in Australia because there are no facilities for this uh, or some some products like many companies they, they uh, claim that this is a new product made from uh, uh, recycled plastic, so we tick the box. But still, it's a, it's a plastic. Still, it will yeah. finish the, in the ocean. <laughs> so, uh, and uh, also the manufacturing process, mm. all supply chain, it's, it's not built for sustainability. And all businesses, uh, it's, it's a very, very thin layer, almost like a ozone layer around the globe, so thin that uh, we, we cannot uh, see uh, the sustainability in, implemented into the, our products around us. But uh, that, not, that doesn't mean that uh, we don't need to think about this and uh, try to uh, try to work and design uh, to achieve better results. Mm. Very important. And uh, most of the project that uh, uh, I'm doing here, um, we, we're proposing 
always one option is a sustainable option. Mm. But again, it's always at least 30% more expensive, more difficult to, to manage. And, uh, uh, and most of uh, our clients, we are not working with uh, huge corporations. We're mm. working with startups and, and the brands. They just cannot afford uh, uh, to take this uh, this path yet. Yeah, because it, it it's too expensive. That's the thing, I suppose. What you're saying is true. It's a system change, not an individual change. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it, the change should come from 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 the bottom and from the top, but yeah. mostly mostly uh, from the top. We, uh, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I know some uh, some companies, and one uh, great example. The uh, Earth brand from Byron Bay that I, I work with them, uh, the uh, camera accessories. Those guys, they they doing they trying to change the system from the bottom, mm. and uh, doing this quite uh, quite successfully. Mm. Mm. That's good. Uh, for the moment here, let's imagine twenty years from now. How do you imagine industrial design has changed? Uh, I don't live in the live in the future, but it's an interesting to. It's oh, no, it's it's good, it's good, it's good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think we we already touched a little bit this uh, um, this question. Uh, what I can add to it, my vision that uh, the designers became more uh, more craftsmen. Let me explain. Uh, with all this, uh, uh, my journey, Viscon, and the others, it will take a huge part uh, of our job in terms of uh, we don't need to spend time on, on CAT anymore or renders, uh, especially uh, lighting position, material choice, uh, etc. So, it's kind of uh, could be, could be. I'm not saying, but could be. And uh, I wish we'll go to that, that direction. That uh, the designer became more like a, like old school maestro, working with a, uh, with a crafting design, yeah, creating the art, and machine will uh, solve this art. Uh, ready for manufacturing mm. yeah uh, but look there's so many different uh, uh, different directions and uh, uh, funnels in the in the, in the design industry mm. what it's right for one it's not correct for another one yeah uh, but uh, I think in the next uh, 20 years, maybe maybe we'll see more unique uh, uh, kind of uh, individuals. Mm. Like uh, maybe we go back to the those uh, superstars. And uh, I hope so. And uh, the rest will do, the, the machine will uh, help them. Mm. To, to create uh, amazing 
pieces of of design slash art. Mm. It's almost like an integration with the AI. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Moving back to your professional life, what key lessons have you learned along the way um, that you think would be helpful to upcoming designers out there? Try as much as possible. Get out of your comfort zone. Travel as much as possible. I know it's uh, difficult to say today. <laughs> Who knows if the COVID will come back or not. Mm. Uh, nobody wants to, to be stuck somewhere. But uh, travel to absorb different cultures, uh, different material like food, fabrics, different materials mm. that came with those cultures. Uh, absorb it because at the end, if you want it or not, somehow it's in your library and somehow you will uh, use it. Mm. in some point mm. yeah so get out don't sit in the, just in the Brisbane of where you are today uh, travel more mm. uh, meet more people and uh, and sketch <laughs> get better and better at sketching yeah that's great well thanks for that Anton and yeah I, I wish you all the best with your future and I'm sure I'll have you back on the podcast soon mm. Thank you, Roman. It was my, my pleasure to be here. Yeah, cheers.